0: What's Up, ABQ is a proud member of the Borellos Podcasters Guild. What's up, Albuquerque? This is Lindsay. And this is Ryan. And this is season two of What's Up, ABQ.
1: Welcome back to What's Up, ABQ. I'm Ryan. And I'm Lindsay. And today we are with... Chris Fregon. And Cameron Fregon, Uh at brewer and co-owner at Gravity Bound.
0: So we're sitting here at Gravity Bound. We always talk about this on the podcast. Can you describe the space a little bit for us so that if someone hasn't been here, they kind of know what to expect when they come here and have a beer?
1: So, so our space is very, very handmade. That's one of the key words I'd say to describe it. Chris and I did most of the work ourselves, but it's also got a very strong Earthship vibe. For those who aren't familiar with Earthships, they originated in Taos, and they're basically structures, normally houses for you know for people to live in, uh, made of mostly garbage. So old car tires, glass bottles, soda cans, whatever people can get their hands on, really. Um, and they're very, very beautiful architecturally and sustainable. And uh, we try to bring a, a healthy element of that here into our space.
2: No, I was going to say when, when we first walked in, I was like, I've been here before. The first thing that I saw the glass. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I was like, uh huh. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah.
0: Well, it's funny because I stayed in an Earthship like just recently for the first time before COVID. Now they're like booked up for a really long time. And it does remind me of the Earthship we stayed in. It's really cool. Are you, do you have any like sustainable architecture or are you doing any kind of self containing stuff at the moment with the building or? Yeah. So
1: I guess. Well, let me, I'll get, run down on the sustainability so so we do have we've got a photovoltaic system on our on our shade structure on top of our cold room, so that's about twenty percent of our electricity usage. We're also a hundred percent electric here um which is you know nice it's kind of you know it's just time for us to be transitioning away from you know from gas and and toward electricity so that was really important for our, when it came to our design. You know, we used a ton of, I don't know how many pallets Chris broke down to make that. Too and, many, you know, <laughs> too many pallets. I don't know how many dumpster runs we had to get to get all those glass bottles and can see all the, the old tires out there that we yeah. turned into planters. And so, you know, there was a lot of reuse of materials. Yeah, I mean, just, I guess we also have a cistern that collects rainwater from our roof too, um, that we used to, we've got some fruit trees out back and we've got some an herb and vegetable garden that we use for mostly the brewing. Sometimes I, I take some stuff home yeah. for a little cooking, but. <laughs> It's, yeah, I think next year it will be more more for brewery use. So
2: you know, you, you've talked about so much of the different features here being you know Earthship style. Where are the good places to go in town if you're gonna looking for reusable material?
1: I mean, obviously, just the the recycling center. Uh, you know, the glass uh, glass bottle drop offs. We spent a lot of time in those the past year. You know, and actually just driving around, uh, you know, the tire planters that we have with us, Cameron and I, driving up and down 2nd and Broadway, and uh, and just finding tires on the side of the road and picking them up and putting them to good use. And again, for the pallets, you'll you'll see them on the side of the road, you know, just break them down, clean them up a little bit, and uh, you, you got yourself some building materials.
2: Well, you know, it's very funny, you mentioned 2nd Street, so I live way down in South Valley, so I drove here on 2nd, and there's this one spot, I don't know who it is, they keep dropping off couches. And so sometimes, sometimes there's like, there's like one, and then the next one drive-by, there'll be two, Next time I drive by, there'll be three, like all stacked in the same spot. And it's like, this is where couches come from. (laughs)
1: And next, next time you're gonna see like a big like this couch, like yeah. just long, long sectional that goes yeah. all the way along the back, the back, bend, the back there, yeah, like,
0: like that. It's, like, it's like a whole house.
1: Yeah, that's up, like the cou- couch, dropper drop her off here is probably gonna like label it as like, hey, Ryan, this one's for you. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly.
0: Well, no, because
2: really, it was like, did I find where couches come yeah. from? They come this little spot on Second Street, way down. You're a dork. Yeah, well, you know.
0: <laughs> so tell us a little bit about how Gravity Bound got started. What's up with the how did you come up with the name? And then how did this idea go from idea to like, okay, we're doing this?
1: Our name was originally Context Brewing Company. Actually, all of our kegs say Context Brewing <laughs> Company on, on them. Uh, but but that actually, that name was taken by a winery. So because it's within the same alcohol industry, that could potentially like create some problems. So So we did a, a bit of a pivot and we were looking for something that sort of captured you know, we were just talking about Earth ships. It's sort of got like a bit of a, you know, celestial, but also like very like grounded name to it. And we kind of like felt like gravity bound. There was a lot of argument for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, as, bro- not, as brothers yeah, yeah, We're civil in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, gravity bound, we just felt like it was a name that sort of captured, you know, it's like, kind of got like a, like I said, the celestial, but grounded. Gravity also has connotations in you know in brewing too gravity is how you measure you know the strength of the beer the you know the original gravity and then the terminal gravity that will tell you how strong your alcohol is going to be or how much alcohol you'll have in the beer yeah so i don't know we felt like it just kind of felt like it fit
2: so and this is a question that we've asked some of the other different brewers around town describe to us if you will the first thing you guys ever brewed
1: so he doesn't brew (laughs) I think I I did try Cameron's first brew, which was, we deemed Cam's doo-doo brown ale. uh, It was a brown ale. I, uh, I was in college at the time. And, uh, I'm pretty sure, you made me drink that first, just because like you wanted to make sure it didn't make anybody else blind. Okay. Uh, so, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and He's I can still see, so it's going for It doubles
2: engine cleaner. Yeah.
1: Multiple uses. Yeah, I mean, it, it, was, it was fine. I, I actually think it was okay. I don't think my palate was as refined back then, so I'm, I might be a bit more forgiving on myself. But it was all right. It was it was from a kit, you know. Okay. It was it was relatively straightforward malt extract, I should say. That was before I started working with like grains, so mm-hmm. it got it got a lot messier once. I moved to like all grain brewing. So
0: where was the aha moment where you're like, I think a brewery is in our future. Like this is going to happen. Like, let's make it happen now.
1: (laughs) So I've been, I've been actually only brewing for the most part. (laughs) Um, That's really all I know how to do. So, so it was kind of one of those things where uh, I I was living in New York city at the time and I was working as the lead brewer at the Bronx brewery. And I think that it, it was a production brewery and we were just like, you know, pumping out a lot of beer and things were like, you know, it was really fast paced and it was really like i think i kind of felt started to feel a little bit like detached from the whole brewing process it was just kind of like getting the job done trying to make it to the next day and um like eventually i was like this is not really why i got into the industry and so I kind of realized time to time to take a, a, a bit of a, a leap of faith there, and yeah, I just texted Chris and I was like, I'm moving to Albuquerque and I'm opening up a brewery. <laughs> yeah, and and I just replied, I'm in. So you know, yeah, exactly. I was. Can you
0: think? I <laughs> guess I could do that for you. Yeah, I'm
1: like. I was looking at my credit card statement. I'm like, I'm spending way too much money on beer. Let's <laughs> just go to the source. Uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, but yeah, I was just uh, you know, I was I was still at uh, going to college at KU and and managing uh, managing a bar and and uh, and then when you know Cameron brought this up, we were like you know why not let's 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 go do it and and uh you know now we're now we're here a couple of years later so you know it's been a it's been you know fantastic
0: So, why Albuquerque? What brought you here in the first place? Was it beer or was it just? (laughs) I mean, I feel like we're finally. It does. I feel like we're finally starting to kind of pick up some ground in the beer game. It's taken a little bit, but I feel like we're getting there.
1: No, I think Albuquerque has an awesome beer scene. There's tons of breweries around, so you can find, you know, really whatever you're looking for. You also have some, you know, just some, I don't know, some breweries that are just doing really fantastic work. You know, we obviously plopped down in the neighborhood. You got you got marble just a couple you know a couple blocks away, and you know bow and arrow and tractor and dialogue and Rio bra I mean, you know, it's it's a it's a great neighborhood for it all. Go the other direction, and you you, you, you you'll you'll run into a few too. So, we kind of knew that we wanted to be a part of the neighborhood, and we're like, let's just let's go all in. This will be the this will be the neighborhood for it. Yeah, I mean, growing up in Denver, it was you know the. you know, just going from, you know, brewery to brewery to brewery, just trying, trying all their, all their stuffs. And we wanted to, you know, obviously just add to the walkability of Wells Park and, and to, to be able to offer that just a little bit more, you know, go to, go to Marble, grab a beer, come to us, grab a beer, you know, either head downtown and go to Thirsty Eye or, or sidetrack and, or, you know, head up a little bit north and, and, you know, hit up Dialogue, Rio Bravo, Bow and Arrow, you know, our Um So, you know, it just, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, So You know, it's, it was, it's, it's great for us to, you know, and, and we've been welcomed in the brewing community uh, greatly and uh you know just everyone just kind of coming together and just offering everybody the availability to to go to all these breweries and to try our beer and it's just been you know uh, it's been great trying to uh getting our place in the community and and also you know adding to it hopefully
0: you know it's so cool that you guys are here i back in my in my early 20s You don't have to date me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I used to live in Marble and Seventh, and the only brewery here was Marble. And it was like, and then on Sunday, everything was just quiet, and there was nothing to do. And now I look at this neighborhood, and I'm like, holy crap, it's come so far. And it's really exciting to see that. I think this is kind of what the people that lived in this neighborhood before sort of hoped for. So it's really great that it's getting there.
2: Well, you know, I even see that, too, because, you know, I was here in 2010, and then I was in Missouri for 10 years. And then I came back, and it was like, oh, wow,
0: there's so much here. It's so great. <laughs> have you felt like you have a favorite thing to brew? Do you have a favorite beer on the rotation that's like your absolute favorite to make?
1: I don't know if there's one that I like to make. I like making new things, frankly, um, which is one of the I think one of the reasons that I was like, mm, I think kind of going out on my own ground would be you know good because it's just like you know just doing something new, learning, applying what you've learned from previous beers. Uh, you know, that's really, you know, in my opinion, that's where the, where the real challenge is. I can get pretty repetitious and mechanical about making the lagers that I, that we kind of brew on repeat, like our proof of life Vienna lager and our where lightning strikes Pilsner. So yeah, for me, it's, it's, it's not really like one beer. It's just like the new beer, the next beer, the next
2: thing. Yeah. So what is the next beer?
1: (laughs) Yeah. So the next beer is, is really exciting. Actually, it's a, uh, matcha green tea, sour IPA. Um, yeah, it should be pretty interesting. I'm using some sabro hops, which impart, strangely enough, a bit of a coconut flavor. And then I'll also be using some strata hops, which kinda of bring a bit more like tropical fruit in there too. So it should be it should be fascinating. <laughs> if nothing else. <laughs> I'm
0: excited to try it. I think okay. it's going to be awesome. I, I like green tea and I like coconut. So I'm like, that sounds great. Like, sign me up. <laughs> so,
2: you know, you guys mentioned before that, you know, you've been here a couple of years now. What's something that you've learned now that you really wish you would have known back when you started?
1: Palettes are really hard to break down. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know we again this is a this is a learning experience for both of us. Uh, obviously, Cameron knows what he's doing uh, in the uh, in the brewing area, but you know with uh, we didn't we didn't really grow up building stuff or anything like that, or you know construction wasn't really our our uh, forte. So this uh, and then also you know managing a what we think is a large project was uh, a, a huge learning experience for us. And, you know, obviously we're, we're going on a curve, so it got, it got better towards the end, but uh, at the beginning we are just like, what are we doing here? But, uh, that was it for me. I mean, I'm sure, sure. Cameron has a lot. Uh, hope he probably yeah. does. Yeah. For, for me, it was just navigating the city government and permitting and all of that and the state government and mm-hmm. the federal government, like just really the whole legal, like Can I, I said, like this? permitting process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Am I allowed? We're going we're about to get audited because we're just admitting what taxes we don't know what to yeah, say. I <laughs> that, um, yeah, I mean, that, that, that to me has been kind of one of the most challenging parts is figuring out how to, how to work through that system because it is complicated and difficult and vague and there's no book on that. <laughs> you know, there's no you're like just website different. where like, you're like,
0: okay, how do I do this? Yeah. So I was curious to know actually as I was looking around too, like what was this building before you guys moved in? Yeah. Because I, it's funny, I've, I used to live in this neighborhood, and I cannot for the life of me think about like what was it's, this? It's
1: always been this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, no, it's it's uh it was a detail shot before okay. this. So so there were some like you can see like there's some hydraulic lifts in there. You can sort of see the cuts in the concrete. Um, I wanted to keep them, but then you know after having a couple beers and getting on a hydro lift, it probably wasn't the best thing to do. So
0: you're like weber beer, and we also work on your car. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's like you can you can bring it here, you just can't drive it home. So.
0: <laughs> so. Sorry. That's (laughs) so I had a question um, about the landscape of beer kind of going back and I hate to say the word COVID, but I'm going to bring it up. How has the landscape changed for you guys since before COVID and then during and then where do you think it's going in terms of beer in the city with the situation we're dealing with?
1: We've only lived with COVID here. So this is, we don't know what it was like before COVID. At least for us. Um, so we're like, yeah, everything's great. Well, not great in our eyes, obviously. So,
3: yeah. No, I
1: mean, we've, uh, yeah, yeah, we were, obviously we, we missed our opening dead mar- uh, you know, deadline in, in March because everything got shut down, obviously. And and, uh, and, you know, and and then once we were, the city started processing our permits again and inspections, you know, we were allowed to open. So, you know, and we were open. open under you know the code restrictions, obviously social distancing, you know, mask wearing, everything like that. So, you know, it's been I think easier for us to adapt just because we've always like done this from day one, living under a a different way of doing things than we're, we're kind of nice. used to. I'd also like to say that when the city allowed businesses to expand out onto sidewalks mm-hmm. and expand their patios into parking lots or whatever space they had, that was immensely helpful. Mm-hmm. That's really one of the best things that I think has come from this. And I hope a lot of it stays too because Frankly, you know, our capacity is still the same. It's just people have a bit more space to kind of like have to themselves. So I think that was that was a huge thing for us is allowing to to bump out a little bit because before and I know people who are listening can't see this, but we, our patio was restricted maybe about like 10, you know, 15 feet out there. So we were, we had, we had kind of a small patio beforehand, but as soon as they said, hey, bump it out, like, you know, thank goodness. Yeah. So, so, and
2: that kind
1: of brings me up on a follow-up question. Winter is coming.
2: I mean, yeah. Cue <laughs> the Game of Thrones music. Um, so, I mean, how do you think, you know, you guys are going to adapt for cold weather? I mean, other businesses in town, I know, what's going to happen
1: you know with our ethos as a, as a brewery we we wanted to be as sustainable as possible we obviously we don't want to do that with adding you know more heaters outside using using up natural gas or fire pits or anything like that so you know we're gonna we're gonna add a couple electric heaters uh, they'll be small for if you're waiting to get in here obviously we think to-go sales are going to be a little bit more of a people are going to get a lot more beers to go here mm-hmm. you know we'll have indoor seating obviously available to whatever capacity that that the uh, uh governor says that we're we're gonna go to and I think that our patrons are, you know, obviously understanding of what's going on, and, and we're just going to obviously do the best we can and, and be as sustainable as possible in that realm too. I would say it's, it's, a, bit, it's a bit terrifying. We, we just sort of <laughs> plan on things, being a bit of a bummer this yeah. winter, and kind of just waiting for next spring, really. We already know, you know, it's something that we've been able to plan for financially, and I think we're just going to, you know, we're just going to ride it out, so...
0: You know, I have to say, um, I really like what you've done with the patio space because I know, yeah, I I came, it was a while ago, I think when it was just out the small little chunk and now it looks amazing. And I love that you guys do um, some event hosting during the week, like with the United Games and things like that. What are some things that you kind of host here so that people sort of are aware for like what they can do during the week?
1: Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Um, yeah, so we do, uh, we'll set up a projector screen. Uh, like you said, we'll screen the uh, the United Games. Uh, we usually get, you know, a lot of fans coming out just because obviously you can't can't go to the games. And, uh, you know, so that's been, I think, really fun for a lot of people. We've had a great time putting those events on. Also, Thursday night football, Sunday, uh, Monday, you know, anything there's, any like if it's dark outside, which it's dark all the time now. So, uh, yeah, exactly. So, uh, you know, we're absolutely, you know, thrilled to, to put on any event that, people want to you know come out and see if i mean we're obviously big sports fans anyway so that's that usually shines to that
2: so we're at about our halfway point so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back
3: the what's up abq podcast is a partnership between the Borellis podcasters guild and amazing neighborhood businesses like slow burn coffee roasters at 821 mountain road northwest located in the wells park neighborhood Slowburn Coffee is a specialty roaster sourcing and roasting nothing but specialty grade seasonal blends. Buck the big coffee chains and fill your cup with a unique and satisfying daily dose of local joy. Get your Java fix on with Slowburn Coffee Roasters open daily from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. at 821 Mountain Road Northwest on Instagram at Slowburn Coffee. What's Up ABQ is proud to be sponsored by Daisy Sticker Company, fun stickers and affordable prices. Do you want your business, group, or team on a decal, cup, pop socket, or business card? Just contact Daisy Sticker on Instagram at Daisy Co. And now find them on Etsy at Daisy Sticker Co. One. They'll print your artwork or design custom made artwork for you. Add the promo code PODCAST for 10% off your purchase. Daisy Sticker Company, cool stickers and cool prices. Look for them on Instagram at Daisy Sticker Co and now on Etsy at Daisy Sticker Co One. They help bring you What's Up, ABQ. And we're back.
0: <laughs> and we're back!
3: Excellent, <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, and so, you know, off, off mic, we talked about maybe, you know, some beers that are coming up. But what, what are some beers that are coming up?
1: We actually, we have two new IPAs um, that are ready today. Um, one just came out yesterday. The wow, other one today. convenient. Yeah. I know, yeah. What timing? So one of them is a, a single IPA. And that's actually what I have right here in my hand. 1130. Yeah, 1130. 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, and just it's. There's no judgment. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted, yeah. yeah. And it's a, it's a, it's a hazy um, IPA brewed with Citra, Strata, and HBC 572. <laughs> I, it's an experimental hop, still hasn't been named. Yep. Um, Cameron's, but, a, Cameron's a great brewer, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, well, this, a little hot. bit of this, yeah. a little bit of that. It's the numbers, it's the numbers. <laughs> um, but super tropical, um, a lot of passion fruit, and then we have a double IPA. And that one was brewed with uh, Citra and Eldorado and Vic Secret hops from Australia. Hmm. And that one's juicy, dank, has a m- big mouthfeel, 8.4% um, ABV, really, really good too. We don't have names for either of these IPAs. Yeah. Yeah, um, we, uh, we thrive under the pressure of uh, every time we release a beer, it's just like, all right, what are we going to name it? Like, usually, Cameron. <laughs> we camera, need names? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so be
0: like beer one, beer two. <laughs> yeah, whatever.
1: exactly. Yeah, we'll like hold on to a beer for a couple of days because we're like, we don't know what to call it. <laughs> or like, we'll just be like, we have this new beer on tap, we don't have a name for I'm it like, you. You don't and, have
0: kids, do you? Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. I'm just, like, well, we do, but not named. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I want them to learn to you know name themselves. When
0: you can speak we'll figure out what your name is. Oh my god. So I have to ask you guys because I feel like the brewers we've talked to either love it or hate it. You have a pumpkin beer. Mm-hmm. Are you a pumpkin seasonal beer kind of person? So, That's a question. Yeah. Okay, cuz I feel like it's a loaded question every time we ask. Yeah. And you're putting me on a spot. Sorry, there. I'm so
1: sorry. You emailed to me before. <laughs> <Like laughs> I was
0: expecting sorry. notice. <laughs> so,
1: so, sorry, pumpkin is sort of a I'd say it's a it's a, a weird take on a fall like pumpkin beer. Um so it's a, it's a dark sour. Um, So not like your typical, just like...
0: It's not a latte.
1: Yeah, not a latte. Yeah, not a latte.
0: flow, come on. (laughs) um,
1: So so we actually just use a lot of like fall spices. So we use some cinnamon, some nutmeg. We actually just use like pumpkin too. And then what else did I... What else did I put in there? Then you make the beer. I, don't I, don't know. Know. <laughs> I, also, I also drink a lot of the beer I too. You, so. I say, this is <laughs> um I've got it in my notes somewhere, yeah. but it's it's got it's got like a really wonderful false spice like aroma, but then it drinks like a, you know, I don't know, like a very interesting dark sour. So I, I don't know if that, that didn't answer the no, question. Well, like, I, I don't know. Are you looking for a yes or a no? I mean, no, not
0: really. I, I'm yes. just are I'm you just a curious. Man are you, are you are not? not? We need to know. Albuquerque wants to know.
2: I so, Well, I mean, it's a it's a good question too. Like I remember, like you know, back in Missouri when I go to the Mark Twain Brewery, the head brewer there used to brew for Schlafly, and she said the the one thing that she when she signed on there is that I don't have to make a pumpkin beer because I don't yeah because I don't like to make them. I will
1: not. I like to play around with seasonality, but I don't like to uh, I don't always like to make it the most obvious. Do it in the most obvious way so okay. i'll say that yes like yes but no. Right. no no but
0: yes and then as far as like winter type beers because I, I know like in the winter i like to drink like a good dark beer you know what i mean like jubilation has some good yeah, some dark. good yeah. seasonals i every once in a while a vanilla porter in there you know do you have any plans for like a like a christmasy kind of wintery sort of feel beer not
1: particularly so we have a (laughs) so we have we have a smoked porter in the tanks that we're getting ready to keg i like to think of that as a season a bit of a seasonal beer to me that's one that just goes well with dark weather and cold temperatures Mm -hmm. you know reminds you a bit of a you know fireplace and a barbecue at the same time is that why we just moved to a new place that has a fireplace so you can drink it by the fireplace (laughs) all right yeah (laughs) Yeah. so there is there is a, a little bit of that but i you know, and I know I, I probably should have been thinking of this a while ago, but I don't have anything like, <laughs> like on tap for like, there's nothing super Christmassy. There's no ginger snap beers. There's no, sorry. <laughs> no, I'm a hood. Yeah, no, I'm <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Yeah, so there's nothing like nothing yeah. you know, keyed at. I'll just, just be, curious. I'll just be extra chipper when, you know, I drop off your beer for you. How about that? Like I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll wear it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Happy yeah. Biggest, here's
2: a beer. So, you know, you're looking at, you're, there's so many different craft beers out there. What doesn't go in beer? What, like, as a brewer, you're like, no, that that does not go in beer.
1: So, okay, so is
2: I'm going chili. No,
0: I'm just gonna,
1: <laughs> Fire, fireball. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I say that in Albuquerque. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah think, you want
0: that? Yeah. You can go to the <laughs> distillery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, so my pet peeve is actually when people put like try and put like gummy candy into beer. Um, I feel like that's a trend that I see a lot of. That and, sounds horrendous. And, yeah, and I don't. You know, I don't like it very much. <laughs> so you won't see me put like candy. I probably also won't put like fun cereals in beer. I think that that's another trend that I, that you see around and I just won't do that. I, I really like more like traditional ingredients rather than like processed ingredients. I, I would say that's kind of what I,
0: I think judging from like when I'm looking at your menu and I'm looking at like your kombucha even is like, you have a lot of very like earthy flavors, like yeah. very natural flavors, which I love like the Palo Santo, I wouldn't have thought about that in kombucha, but it, it works really well. Yeah, I love that. That's
1: it's my favorite ingredient in the world. <laughs>
0: Palo Santo beer. <laughs> okay,
2: so important question we ask everybody. Are you guys ready? I
1: hope Is it, so. Okay. Is a pumpkin question
2: again? <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's a different one.
1: <laughs> Red or green? Oh, it's green. It's green. Yeah, green. Yeah, yeah. Okay. easy green. Okay. And,
2: and, and if you're going in town for good green chili, mm-hmm. not a relative's house, where do you go?
1: I mean, uh, I think that, uh, you know, you got obviously the, the staples, but uh are you talking about getting them roasted or are you talking about going to get like a green chili smothered? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: okay. Green chili smothered, something, comfort food. Yeah. Of your of
1: your choice. God, you have you have Drans. I, I like I like uh you know, I think that uh you know Dran's is, Dran's is absolutely amazing and uh I think my favorite though, it's just a little bit spicier, uh is just uh El Patio. Uh go there, I really like their, their green chili too. Mon- Monroe's Monrose is our neighbor just a couple blocks away and I feel like I eat there a considerable amount. Uh and they've got some pretty rocking green chili too, so I, you know the, the thing about what I love about Albuquerque is you can just get it anywhere yeah. um you know and it's it's just yeah food is something that brought me down here for sure
0: we definitely have an interesting like landscape with food and I love that and I'm I'm getting ready to move back up to Portland it's been announced oh. by the way oh. <laughs> I know I I wasn't sure if I should Say it's it on here. officially announced on the okay, podcast. Yeah, it's out there. Um, Surprise. Yes. So, so it,
1: next... we your first, yeah. guys. I grabbed you, Bound. Yeah. Breaking yeah. news. Breaking
3: news. <laughs>
1: yeah. No one's uh, on the pumpkin, but we got Portland up on the table <laughs> now. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, I'm sure they have their fair amount of pumpkin up there. I, I You know. Um, <laughs> Portland has beer? <laughs> Shocker, right? <laughs> Rogue Um, (laughs) No, I mean But I feel like that's going to be one of those things That I'm going to miss so much Yeah, Portland has green chili Is it any good? I'd be hard pressed to find something mm. decent up there, so I am gonna miss that a lot, and I'm kind of sad. It's not
2: the lemontar hatch, you know. You've
0: uh it. I know. I'm not gonna have that. I'm not gonna be able to be that picky with my chili. It's gonna be like, where can I get it over there? Cool. I guess I'll take it. <laughs>
1: like, that's it. Bring your limonar from home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know, and I
0: don't. I don't want to be a jerk to you guys because you guys are. You know, you grew up in Denver, but this Denver chili situation. I just need to know where you stand on it's,
1: that. It's New Mexico's. It's New Mexico's thing. And, Thank Colorado you. cannot have it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> On the record, Colorado back off. Yeah. From from Stop at of the yeah.
3: Colorado
0: back off from Colorado.
1: This is a lesson from yourself here, you know? <laughs>
0: I feel like you've transcended your Colorado ways. This is very impressive.
2: <laughs> Many of us, we're very proud of you. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keep cool. it enchanted, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's been a while since I've done
2: this, and I feel like it's yeah. just like No, it's, it's good. Right. You know, maybe someone's out there and they're listening and, uh, in their mind, you know, they've always wanted to open a brewery or maybe a small, but whatever, what, what should they know going in? Like, wh- how would you encourage them?
1: To me, it feels like the best decision that I've ever made. I have, you know, you, you like never know whether it's going to be, whether it's going to work, whether it's not going to work. Um, you don't know if you're really going to like love it or if it's, you know, not exactly what you, you know, thought it was going to be, but frankly, I don't know. It's just I'm a, a path I'm very, very happy that I've taken. I don't know if I. It's there's so many different types of businesses out there. It's very difficult to just. Uh... I just say oh, just go for it. Yeah. You know. I mean, obviously, um, if you if you have the passion for it, um, you know, uh, it's it's going to work out for you. I mean, you're going to put in the hard work. Well, you're going to. I mean, gonna... <laughs> sorry. I mean, you're you're going to. I mean, if you're if you're you know, obviously, you're good at making beer. you you know, or, or you know, find somebody who is, and and you you are you know, obviously, trying to find a you new know, a new unique way to you know come onto the scene, and and um, you know, obviously, you just put it put it all in there and and you know hopefully it comes out but you know I I think that through this whole process I mean this is this is all we've done you know we don't have we don't have other jobs we're you know solely focused on on the brewery and I think that's kind of the mindset you have to you have to go into just kind of like hey this is this is what I'm doing this is you don't want to kind of half-ass it or anything like that so oh we censor that (laughs) sorry sorry mom
0: So I wanted to ask um, earlier, and I kind of, I want to circle back around. Are there any local businesses or other like food or business entities that you would love to like do a a cross collaboration with at some point?
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, we've been talking to,
0: (laughs) this happens to us all the time. We've
1: been talking to a handful of other breweries about doing collaborations. Um, We've recently, we're talking with the Xnevo guys right now about doing a collaboration with them. Um, we just did, you know, we, I don't know if you've had our blueberry coffee cake sour, but we, uh, we used some coffee from uh, Slowburn. Burn, oh, okay. um, you know, yeah, right down the road, uh, you know, on, on Mountain, I believe, 9th. They're, you know, they've only been open for a little over a month now, and, and it's absolutely amazing. It, I mean, they've, they've developed their space really nicely to, you know, obviously, they have the outdoor seating. They just added a couple tables inside. It's a beautiful location. You guys should definitely go check it out.
0: I was there last week, and it was amazing. They were killing it. It was just incredible. Yeah, it's a really beautiful space. I can I think, definitely yeah. concur.
1: I think they just added some food, too. They, uh, Cameron and I just picked up some uh, some vegan uh, burritos. I believe uh, they get them from Sister Bar downtown. And, uh, and then uh, also some empanadas that are you know constantly rotating, too. So, uh, yeah, definitely go check them out, guys.
2: I think I've, I've asked everything. I will go. I know. Where, where, where do you want to see what you're doing now go in the future?
0: In the next five years. No, I don't want to sound
2: years. all interviewy. <laughs> okay. I don't want to sound What's all interviewy, but like, model? like, okay, <laughs> you have you have this going now, and like COVID, okay, whatever, you know. Like, if you could if you could pick out your your own future for this place, what would it be like?
1: That's that's hard. So we we actually sort of started to run into our capacity around summertime, and this was just our first kind of like go around. So it's possible in the future that we might have to use some of this space in the back to, to sort of grow our production because we are just we're sort of like running into the limit and this is our first, you know, then our first months of production and there's a pandemic going on. So, <laughs> so that's a possibility. We're also like six months old. Have we been open for six, six months yet? Oh, uh, getting there. Yeah, we're almost six months old. So we're like still really trying to dial everything in here and, and, and get this place up a little bit better. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't know. I, I wish I could give you a five-year projection yeah. here, but <laughs> I, yeah, <laughs> obviously just you know, developing our space to you know make it as, as enjoyable as possible. Obviously, I, I think the uh, people that, that come here, you know, really like the uh, you know a little bit a little bit more chill. Uh, it's kind of like drinking in your backyard. You yeah. know, we have the space to to develop, and you know, that's something that Cameron and I are very passionate about doing. Is you know just making it making a cool space to you know drink some good beer and, and hang out.
0: So, if you were going to expand, like maybe another location, is there? A, I mean, I know that's like way in the future where would you put it? Like if you had your choice. So I'm really passionate about
1: downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really want to be outside of downtown. I would way rather just work on this location. Um, I'm really not interested in, there just aren't other neighborhoods that really call to me like downtown does. So yeah, yeah. we're we're in this neighborhood and like this is where we really just want to, want to build things up a little bit. So we're not, I don't think that there's like, you're not going to see us out way over there way you're
2: over there you're not
0: going to the South Valley I just <laughs> going to say I
2: live in the South Valley and there's nothing down there so please actually there's, the
1: South Valley is the one we're like how cool would it be to build like an actual Earthship down there and yeah. turn that into a brewery Dude, that up. was the one thing that we had said that we had talked about the only problem, we don't know where to find enough couches <laughs> uh, so, second
2: know. street <laughs> <laughs> please please come because I think mean, the closest thing is like Nexus on Broadway uh, you know yeah there's there's, no, there's nothing yeah, down there, like there there's about. no competition down there <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: Yeah. Nexus next is about to come in here and start breaking some legs now. Just be like, what are you yeah? Just like, don't you come down start there? Turf. Yeah, exactly.
0: You guys are gonna have to buy like Anchorman suits and like fight it <laughs> out in the parking yeah. yeah. lot. Like,
1: no touching out the hair and face. Everyone knows the rules.
0: Uh, <laughs> and that's it, let's go. <laughs> so my last question for you today, uh before we wrap up, is how can the community kind of help you guys succeed in the next few months?
1: To go beer, I feel like once we have to have the doors closed full time, we're gonna be limited on capacity. Like our, cozy, or our our tap room was meant to be cozy. Yeah, I really like, you know, like a good like winter, everyone kind of like packing in. And I like summer where everyone gets like spread out. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so I would say buying crawlers of beer to go would be the most helpful thing. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, uh, you know just keep in mind, you know our sustainability aspect of this is why we're not putting out gas heaters. We're not trying to burn wood or anything like that. Obviously, I just want everyone to kind of understand. You know, hey, this is why I'm not putting a bunch of heating lamps out there or anything like that too. And obviously, just be patient. We're you know we're gonna be keep on a uh, you know making up some uh, some. Cameron's gonna be keep on making uh, some really good beer and hopefully, like Cameron said, just come on in, grab a crowler to go, and if there's an open table, we'll sit down and and hang out with us for a bit. But uh, I think crowlers uh, crowlers gonna be a big aspect of the winter months.
0: And if people have never been here before, where are you- located so they can come and find you
1: we are on third street we are just east of the u.s district courthouse and uh let's see slate we're between slate and marble too so i mm-hmm. um, just on the north side of downtown right right north of lomas great thanks guys of yeah. course thank you thanks so Appreciate much it. yeah
3: What's Up ABQ is supported by our friends and local businesses like Three Fluffy Tails, based in Albuquerque and makers of handmade pet accessories like bandanas, many inspired by New Mexico such as Zia bandanas and cactus prints. Three Fluffy Tails bandanas are 100% cotton fabric, machine washable, and can be personalized with a variety of designs. Find the entire collection of accessories at 3FluffyTails.etsy.com or on Instagram at 3FluffyTails Pet Boutique. You'll also find them at local stores such as 3Dog Bakery, Wolfgang Bakery, and more. 3 Fluffy Tails, accessories for your furry family member. A local business we're proud to support on What's Up ABQ. 3FluffyTails.etsy.com
1: like food i mean like really like food i know i do this is matt the fat guy behind the fat guy eats podcast i started this podcast because i love food and that's what fat guy eats is all about why we eat it the artists that create and serve it the politics and social practices surrounding it and so much more i'm going to talk with some great people along the way and we'll probably enjoy some fantastic meals together too and don't forget to follow along on Instagram by following at FatGuyEatsNM. That's at FatGuyEatsNM.
3: Thanks for listening to this episode of What's Up ABQ, the podcast about all the great things, people, and places in the Duke City. Every week we introduce you to local businesses and establishments that we hope you'll continue to support during this weird time of social distancing. If you would like to be featured on a future episode, contact us at abqwhatsup at gmail.com or visit whatsupabq.com. What's Up ABQ is part of the Bareilles Podcasters Guild and is produced by Ryan Freeman and Lindsey Dominguez with post-production by Paul Nixon at paulnixonvo.com. Support local businesses you hear about on this podcast. Let us know about other ones we should feature and leave us a review on your favorite podcatcher. Thanks for listening to What's Up ABQ and we'll talk to you next week.
0: What's Up EBQ is a proud member of the Bareilles Podcasters Guild.